Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to, who has any listened to even a second of the episode. And it's amazing to see people actually sharing the podcast now amongst people. I know there's a couple of people who are new to working with me on a one-to-one basis who have come through people referring on the podcast to them on particular episodes and particularly the client episodes and particularly some of the individual and mindset episodes and coaches corners and stuff so loads of them are being shared and please please continue to do that the more people that kind of get an evidence-based approach a more no bs approaches i kind of like to call it um and i kind of like get to hear people and learn from different individuals because some clients and some individuals and everyone's got a different way of delivering it i can deliver it one way and then you've someone else coming along say like luke tullock or whoever it may be, come in and explain something completely different and that might resonate with you. And that's why I love to bring people on because it, it makes me learn as well how to actually deliver things and deliver content. And thank you to everyone who, uh, who, who signed up for the SWF Female Fat Loss Program as well. It sold out in, I think it was like 30 hours, which was madness. So I had to open up more places, which was crazy. So I'll be running that again in July. Uh, so keep a look out and keep a listen out for the podcast i'll put up a link uh on that as well so the guys the good the, the amazing women started in the group um last or yeah on monday and they're flying it so far and we had we're flying it so far i'm really excited uh, and tweaking things as i kind of go along so i know for the next groups and i'm really excited for that program to go the one-to-one clients are absolutely smashing it as well there's a few kind of long-term ones finishing up and some the, the different goals and some of the messages coming back in the reviews and when people take take the time out to review and stuff it's it means the world and some amazing words coming back in so i'm really excited for where things are going really excited and then i'm going to be doing a talk on in the middle of july i think it's like the 16th or 17th of july whatever the saturday is i think it's like 11 or half 11 in the viva stadium which would be pretty cool and that's going to be on uh, how to grow an online business so if you're interested in that head over to fitness the, the fitness wellness summits website and book your tickets it's like an amazing guest at that like how i've won into that mind boggles but i'm really excited so today's episode is is a solo episode i'm trying to do these solo episodes every every week if i can and with the madness of last week getting everyone set up on the uh the group thing i want to make sure that that was set and then we're going to do the 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 podcast now and this was a question that's kind of coming in an awful lot and i'm surprised i haven't done i probably alluded to it in a few episodes but it came in from one of my long-term clients and she asked me to do it so i said i'd go through it and i think it's an important element to it and it's a what the difference is between weight loss and fat loss like what's the difference and what's better so with weight loss and fat loss like they're often used interchangeably but have you ever wondered what the actual difference between the two of them is well i'm going to help so one of the most common trends and goal trends in the fitness industry is weight loss okay we want to see that number on the scales drop okay so lots of people around the world suffer from there is an obesity epidemic at the minute i don't think obesity is a choice for some people it might be other people it's like it's just there's something else going on internally for them and they don't know how to deal with that unfortunately and um, there is support for those people out there and there is support for going coping mechanisms so please do reach out for those and while people are trying to shed those extra kilos and whatever it may be or get into shape whatever shape looks like for you 
people go through lots of trial and error methods of dieting and rigorous workouts and when people start asking us well do you really want to lose weight i'm always going to be this weight these stories kind of come back in and but and what happens if you want to lose fat but not weight and people get confused on that side of things and losing weight and losing fat are crucial in their own ways um, the terminology kind of goes interchangeably between the two but we have to go in and understand what it actually is between the two so what is weight loss so weight loss refers to the reduction in the overall body weight that is from muscle fat water however fat loss indicates loss in subcutaneous fat loss fat below the skin and visceral fat loss fat in the abdomen or around the organs okay so we break it down but because of the confusion most people tend to work out with the purpose of fat loss but end up losing weight instead sure they are maybe better in, in better kind of shape whatever that may look like for them but they may not be necessarily fit so weight loss is essentially what the number on the scales is reading it's what you weigh the fat loss is essentially how your body composition is what how much how much fat you or excess fat or limited fat you have on your body okay so we need to look at and dig into a little bit more what is actual weight loss so weight loss actually refers to a decrease in your overall body weight from muscle water and and, and losses it were, it were simply put in no uncertain circumstances it refers to the overall drop in the overall weight and body weight of your of the individual there are a number of things that can impact weight fluctuations on a daily basis, such as hormone imbalance. So if you think about it from a, um, a female point of view and female fat loss point of view, which is what I specialize in, is that there could, there's going to be weight fluctuations on different weeks of your cycle. So with week one post-bleed, if you're comparing week one post-bleed to maybe your week before, they're not going to be the like for like. There may be different, there will be different hormones at play. There will be different, uh, there could be more water retention. There could be sodium intake. There could be more food in your stomach. There could be that you could be carrying a little bit more uh, fecal matter or because you're not getting enough fiber in. You could be hydrated, not be hydrated enough. Could have a little bit more food. So it could be loads of different elements at that. So what weight loss ha like with weight loss it happens when you consume fewer calories than you than your body needs or burns so that's a calorie deficit so calorie deficit is getting less calories into your body than your body needs or burns at any one time so a really quick way to go back to it is one of the episodes that i did um recently enough i think it was 273 or 272 regarding how to calculate your calories and i think it's the nutrition 101 episode and when most people start trying to lose weight or trying to lose fat is they go too hard too quickly when they haven't got the basics correct they haven't got the habits they haven't got the knowledge all that stuff and they tend to go out it's like trying to be go into be a doctor on your first day of medical school and explain kind of like trying to understand everything the people of the fitness industry or the pts nutritionists or dietitians we're constantly learning we don't know everything the world is completely changing there's new studies all the time so generally you need to be in a calorie deficit which is eat less calories than your body burns or needs 
at any one time and it's generally a safe range of about three to 500 calories less is probably what I advise for most people. And if someone wants to be in a calorie surplus for weight gain, well then they need to be in a, they need to have more calories than their body needs or burns at any one time. So three to 500 calories is generally where we go. They may be more aggressive or less aggressive, but three to 500 calories is generally a pretty safe term. Okay. So with weight loss, it can be an arbitrary term and can mean anything that causes you to, to weigh less, such as water, muscles, glycogen, fat. So simply put, weight loss equals water plus muscles plus glycogen, which is your energy plus fat, okay? But then if you, what is fat loss? So fat loss refers to weight loss from fat and it's a more specific and healthful goal, healthful, not helpful, healthful goal than weight loss. So a percentile and specific drop in body fat level is understood as fat loss. So you might hear people going from say, 20% body fat to say 18% body fat. That's a drop in body fat. In fact, fat loss can, consists of losing weight while maintaining as much muscle as mass as possible. And that's the bit that people forget is you need to, to kind of make sure you're getting enough protein in to hold on to that muscle mass. It will allow you to have that more muscular look or toned look that you're looking for. Being toned means you have muscle. Toned isn't the thing. You can't tone a muscle. You build a muscle. In order to have fat loss, you need to primarily lose fat, which is you need to prioritize strength or resistance training. So you don't lose muscle, but you gain muscle, and that will help you to get that, that look that you're looking for. Like HIIT training won't build muscle. Health training will build uh endurance and cardiovascular health walking will help to build cardiovascular health and mental health cycling will help to build cardiovascular health resistance training is the gold standard for fat loss you need to make sure that you have enough muscle in your body to stay healthy for longer okay so simply put fat loss equals reduction or burning of stored body fat Okay, so what's the difference? So weight loss includes your water and muscle mass, which may be detrimental to overall health. Okay, on the other hand, fat loss can help decrease the risk associated with chronic diseases, inflammation, reducing muscle mass loss, and help you to maintain the loss as well. And also the other thing is to look at is weight loss um, is basically what a number says in a scales. Fat loss cannot be mapped onto a weighing scales. Okay, that's a massive, massive difference as well. So what is the actual healthier option for you? The answer is it depends. So both weight loss and fat loss help you drop kilos and fit into your clothes, all that kind of stuff. But if we were to compare it to from the perspective of health, fat loss is probably, in my opinion, it's probably better than weight loss itself. So with fat loss, what can happen is you are dropping your body fat percentage to a potentially healthier range for your age or whatever it may be but you're potentially also bringing in weights training into things as well which i would strongly recommend and if you're consistent with that getting enough volume getting enough rest getting enough protein getting enough and pushing your training with increased reps increased uh, sets whatever it may be well then you're a much better chance of building muscle as long as you're consistent Building muscle takes time. If you're someone new to the gym, you'll get a thing called newbie gains. If you're between one to three years of new in the gym, you'll find muscle building easier. Then it slows down after that. 
and there's a kind of like a rough range of what that actually looks like. So this is taken from Lyle McDonald. So Lyle McDonald has a couple of amazing books on female fat loss. And if you're a PT or a coach, I'd highly recommend to get them. So Lyle has a guideline on maximum muscle growth and he kind of puts in a little chart of years of training and then your maximum muscle growth potential. This all depends on genetics, all that kind of stuff. But years of training, one, the first year of training is your maximum, maximum muscle growth potential is about 20 to 25 pounds or two pounds per month. And that will probably be about 0.9 kg per month or 9 to 11 kg. Um, and then you've got two years of training, 10 to 12 pounds or one pounds a month or 0.45 kg per month. Three years is five to six pounds or 0.22 kg per month. Or then four years is two to three pounds or 0.9 to 1.3 kg. And five years plus is two to three pounds, 0.9 to 1.3 kg. So you can see that it gets a little bit tougher in order to build muscle as you go along. So what I'd highly recommend is if you want to know about that chart, type in Lyle McDonald's guidelines on maximum muscle growth if you want to see that. And if we, the more muscle we have, the less fat we'll have, okay? if you're in a consistent caloric if you're in a caloric deficit but you also need to be ultimately after a while you need to be in a caloric surplus in order to gain muscle so it's kind of like that that it's a, it's a it can be very very confusing so i can see why people get confused um so and it can also be really difficult in how to know if whether they're losing fat or whatever it may be or you lo- you're losing weight and most people will comment the common practice will be to track the weight kind of lost during during using a scales and that'll be but it, it can't differentiate between fat loss and muscle loss it's a weighing scales is kind of like using your bank balance to measure how good you are at football it's not the most accurate thing if you're looking for how much fat loss you've lost it will weigh, it will tell you how much weight you've lost and it's going to fluctuate when you accept that it's going to fluctuate up and down it will be a hell of a lot easier when you stop putting yourself worth onto the scales. It's a hell life is a hell of a lot easier. Tracking your weight is only a reliable way to determine whether you're losing fat or muscle in what in in what amounts. And firstly, there's a thing called a body fat scale, and that can provide more accurate picture of your body composition by measuring the percentage of body fat you actually have. And from doing those body fat kind of calipers and tests and stuff like that we're all we with body fat tests from what i've done and when i've done them myself on the two occasions that i did them your body fat is probably a hell of a lot more than you actually realize if you don't like the scales you're probably not going to like the body fat percentage that would be my analogy of it like it's always higher than you actually think you may think you look like 15 percent, but you're probably a hell of a lot more um and there's a thing called a skin fold calipers test which can estimate your body fat percentage but this takes practice and it's not 100% accurate depends on the person and the individual doing it so what my advice would be instead of solely relying on the actual scale itself you can use a body fat scale or a skin fold body caliber and that would help you to understand it but the other methods would be measurements how your clothes are feeling um how you look in the mirror um so I would probably, for most clients, would probably focus on non-scale victories. And this links into focusing on fat loss, not weight loss. So 
most of the programs that you're out there will share that they've lost weight and then but the thing that i i I know i do share that as well is like the clients have lost x y and z obviously leaving out their names but i also share that they've lost non-scale victories as i call them and they've lost measurements they're feeling better into clothes but you need to look at it's the speed and the intensity that most people get mixed up if you go too fast too quickly you'll probably fall off. It's like when you're cycling a bike for the first time without stabilizers. If you remove them too quickly and go too quickly off them, you're going to crash. So I think it's important to realize that a significant amount of weight that's in our body is water and, and muscle losses. So and muscle losing muscle can be detrimental as muscle is a crucial component of overall health. And maintaining a healthy percentage of muscle has several benefits and many benefits such as regulating health, blood sugar levels, maintaining high, uh, healthy fat levels, uh, like triglycerides and cholesterol. And I had one of my amazing clients through no medications, um, through to- working with her doctor, we dropped her cholesterol levels through improving her diet, tweaking her diet, adding more veggies in and a few other tweaks. And that was done through potentially dropping her body fat a little bit. The weight didn't drop a huge amount. It dropped enough but it didn't drop a huge significant amount for that to happen. We focused on the process rather than solely based on the outcome. And several studies have linked higher higher to mus- higher fat to muscle ratios to chronic diseases like heart disease and diabetes. And maintaining your muscle mass can also help to reduce your risk of age muscle related loss, uh, which can be like sarcopenia or um, kind of osteoporosis osteopenia that kind of stuff which can happen to women as they get older and go into kind of perimenopause and menopause and it and if you haven't got enough muscle the bone health drops and when if you fell when you get a little bit older that can have a massive impact the more muscle you have the more calories you will burn at rest so that will kind of like tweak people's interest like okay so if i have more muscle i can actually burn more calories from doing not a whole lot but you need to do a lot in order to gain muscle so it's a little bit weird and that is also one of the one of, one of the big reasons not the main one but it is one of the big reasons why generally men have a higher calorie need than women so if you ever think of the, the general recommendations which are bullshit anyway which is men need two and a half thousand calories and women need two thousand calories they're bullshit because not every man is the same height and not every woman is the same height so how can you give the same calories to every single person they're not going to be the same a person who's six foot six will not need the same amount of calories as someone who's five foot okay so that's why with more muscle mass you, you will need more calories in order to to remain the same or to lose weight or whatever it may be but if you're constantly going up and down losing weight in the form of muscle it can decrease the number of calories you burn at rest making it easier to, and can make it easier and some say it makes it easier to regain any fat any weight in the form of fat but what I'd recommend as a step-by-step guide is how to lose fat and maintain or gain muscle, okay? There are a few simple ways to ensure you'll lose weight in the form of fat and either maintain or gain your muscle mass. These include eating plenty of protein, exercising regularly, and following a nutrient-dense diet that puts you in a slightly caloric deficit, so eating less than your body burns. So why is protein important? And why do I harp on about it? Why do loads of people harp on about protein? So unless you've got kidney issues, you shouldn't have an issue with processing protein, okay? 
don't self-diagnose yourself with kidney issues go to your doctor get your kidneys checked if you're unsure and protein is a hugely important nutrient for varying different body functions so listen back to nutrition 101 episode if you want to learn more about it but it's necessary to make enzymes that help with digestion and energy production regulate your fluid imbalance and support immune health so that's why we would suggest it for people who had covid to recover from it protein is also really important for maintaining the muscle you have and supporting new muscle growth especially when losing weight it keeps you fuller for longer helps to build muscle and it tastes good all right so in one four-week study there was a randomized um so young men were randomized to consume a low calorie diet containing either 0.55 or 1.1 grams of protein per pound so that works out at about 1.2 or 2.4 grams per kg of body weight combined with an intense exercise program okay so while both groups lost a significant amount of weight the men who consumed a higher protein diet lost 2.9 pounds or 1.3 kg more fat mass and gained 2.4 pounds or 1.1 kg more muscle than the men who consumed the lower protein diet so you can see that those who consumed higher amounts of protein actually held on to muscle and grew more muscle another review of about 20 studies involving men and women ages 50 years or older found that a high protein diet containing at least 0.68 grams or one gram per kg led to more muscle mass retention and fat loss than a, a lower protein diet so that's both ends of the spectrum people who are kind of like in their 40s and 50s and then there's people who are a little bit younger as well so protein needs differ on a depending on your age your gender your health your physical activity levels and i would probably recommend without putting a number on i'll put a number on it as well but a general recommendation would be to get three regular feedings of protein per day your body doesn't turn off protein at about 20 or 30 grams like some people say listen to two episode 274 on that i would probably recommend the old recommendation was 0.8 grams per kg of body weight now i'd probably recommend one gram per kg of body weight for individuals to hold on to muscle mass and muscle retention and that will help you to have fat loss and with the higher protein diet less chance of sarcopenia and osteoporosis all that kind of stuff when you get older okay and it can help to keep you fuller for longer as well okay so then we look at kind of the exercise side of things and this is the most effective way to encourage fat loss rather than muscle loss so there was a review of about six studies found that older adults with obesity who engaged in cardio and weight training at least three times per week while following a calorie restricted diet or being in a calorie deficit retained 93 percent more of their muscle than those who did not exercise so let's go through that again a review of six studies found that older adults with obesity who engage in cardio and weight training at least three times per week while following a calorie restricted diet retained 93 percent of their muscle that than those who did not exercise so certainly exercise alone is an effective strategy to maintain muscle mass while dieting but combining exercise with a higher protein intake will help to optimize your results and improve body composition and hold on to muscle so three times per week was that study i would generally recommend kind of three times a week two three times a week of weights adequate enough protein getting enough rest managing your stress all these unsexy things that you don't want to do 
would be my recommendation for most people. If someone's coming to me and said, well, I want to get toned, it's like, okay, well, then we're going to need to lift weights. Like, HIIT is not going to get you to toned. Cycling is not going to get you toned. Running is not going to get you toned. It'll get, they'll all get you massive cardiovascular activities, but a mix of, and weight and kind of walking can include, can be included as cardio. That's, I do walking every single day and I improve the pace. I should be, you should be out of breath when you're walking. So imagine if someone's standing beside, walking beside you and you're trying to have a conversation, you should be out of breath. That's what the intensity of a walk ideally could be, depending on your entry level and where you're currently at. All right, you don't necessarily need to do loads and loads and loads. Ask yourself, how often do you do you actually stick to loads and loads? I had a client there a little while ago, and that's why it's fresh in my head. Kind of said they were going to do this, change up their, their training a little bit, because uh, we've been focusing on walking and calorie deficit for a while, just to kind of build up a confidence. And they wanted to bring in, I think there's two clients that brought in, they wanted to bring in skipping. They're like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do 100 skips a day. I was like, okay, let's start smaller, because we've never, we've gone, we're going from zero to 100 and we're trying expecting to do it seven days but what happens if we miss one day you won't feel amazing afterwards if you miss one day and you'll be like feck it and that's the approach that's been taken for a very long time with individuals so you're better off starting off slower and increasing it but most olympic athletes probably train about four days a week but they prioritize the rest of recovery like you like the irish rugby team are over in new zealand at the minute and they're starting a match to this week they probably won't do contact or 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 weights or whatever it may be between the tests they may do some weights but they won't be doing contact they'll focus on the recovery they'll focus on getting their food and nutrition correct okay that's essentially what they're trying to do in order to lose weight like you must create a caloric deficit you've probably been hit home and rammed home losing weight is not easy losing fat is not easy okay cutting your calories too much can lead to greater loss of muscle rather than fat and if we want to have optimal fat loss results we need to have more muscle on us i would probably aim to have a moderate range for some individuals for a vast majority of people is three to five hundred calories but you if your mindset and your relationship with food is still off i would work on that first before trying to diet yourself out of it okay so the really handy way of like because most people go for when they open up my fitness palettes go for two pounds of weight loss a week but they're not ready for that you're setting yourself up for a fall by doing that for majority of people see it with clients time and time again it's like well i'm gonna have 1200 calories that's literally the worst thing they could probably do because it's putting you into into high a deficit to what your actually body wants and needs it's going to increase cravings it's going to increase restriction it's not going to allow you to have your favorite foods. It's going to need no wiggle room. It's going to have low protein, I would say. So you're going to be hungry. It's going to be no wiggle room that'll be going to, I'm in inverted commas on or off plan. And if you're doing things right or the way we do it here or the way I do it here is you're not, you can't be on or off plan if you're allowed to have all the foods that you want. A ways to kind of fill yourself up is adding more fruits, more veggies, more water, getting some sleep, lean protein foods, those side of things. So the real bottom line is weight loss refers to a decrease in your overall body weight, whereas fat loss refers to a weight loss that occurs specifically from losses in fat mass. So weight loss is what you weigh in the scales. Fat loss is the reduction in body fat on your actual body itself. 
and be how you look and how you feel in your clothes. So I would focus on those. Ways to bring in, measure your body fat would be through a calipers or a body fat scale. But if you're not if you're not happy with what you weigh, you probably won't be happy with how much body fat you have. So I would be cautious of that. I would focus on non-scale victories like are your measurements dropping? They're not going to drop every single week. It's like expecting the sun to shine every single day in Ireland. It's not going to happen. Measuring your clothes. Are you feeling better in your clothes? Are your clothes and your 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 measurements feeling looser? So if anyone's starting on a journey, do a progress pick. Take your measurements. Quads, bum, hip, belly button, arm, chest, on the, all on the bigger points. And notice how your clothes are feeling. Is your energy feeling better? It's important to have muscle on your body. You're not going to get bulky. It's hard to build muscle. Protein, regular exercise, getting some sleep, moderately kind of reducing the amount of calories you're having. Three to 500 calories is probably an adequate range. But if you're only focusing on weight loss, and you're not focusing on increasing your strength. Getting, am I getting enough protein in? Am I getting enough rest in? Are my measurements going down? Am I improving my body composition? Is my libido up? Look at those rather than just focusing on a on a weight. Because the weight's going to change. It's going to fluctuate. If you're a woman, it's going to fluctuate up and down because of your hormones. Because of the time of the month, your hydration. Have you had more food the night before? Sodium levels. Have you drank alcohol? Have you had more food the day before? Like if you're coming back from a holiday and expecting the scales to be down, when your actions haven't matched your output, you're going to be frustrated. But if you can understand to yourself, right, well, that week or two weeks, I really enjoyed myself, focused on making memories on that side of things. Well, you'll be a lot happier, a lot more content. And say, right, I'm going to stay off the scales for a few days and just go back to what I have been doing. Because you probably haven't put on a huge amount of fat may put on minimal fat, but I very much doubt it. The weight gain is probably a little bit more water weight than anything. And that fluctuations will happen. You have a little bit more food, a little bit more processed food, a little bit more alcohol. It's normal that you're going to go up. But it's looking at what your values are. Are your values making family memories and family time? Or are your values what the scales are saying? Because the scales isn't what's making you unhappy or happy. It's how you see yourself. It's a validation you're looking for. It's what you're attaching to that metric, your self-worth or how you see yourself or looking that if I go down, I'm a success. If I'm up, I'm a failure. And I heard someone recently, one of the new clients that I'm working with now, he was kind of talking about, he goes to a certain club that he gets a green sticker if his weight is down or a red sticker if his weight is up. And I was like, can we stop doing that? Are you paying someone to do that? And this is someone who has, who's potentially struggling with their weight. And their confidence. I'm kind of like, well, let's remove the triggers because most times when the scales goes up, or a lot of times scales goes up for some people, is that's a trigger for them. So reduce your. Like, there's studies saying that weighing in daily can aid weight loss and fat loss because you you come in tune with your fluctuations and are able to, to start and educate yourself on those. Running away from the scales, I've kind of probably changed my tone on this a little bit of going running away from the scales running away from the scales long term without having addressed self-worth and stuff it depends on the individual it depends how crippling the self-worth and self-esteem thing is linked but i probably 
would encourage it and then look at and educate yourself right on my measurements then yes okay so my weight is up okay so what what's gone have i have have i done everything i could yes okay what week of my cycle am i on okay look at that then look back at what that reading was this way it's important to take the data at the beginning so i'm on week two i'm week, i'm on week three of my cycle let's look back at june's week three of your cycle oh wow i'm down 0.5 kg oh wow so i'm actually down from the same time last time it's gone up from last week which is a normal thing to happen i can see a trend here my actions are matched up tick i'm getting protein in tick i'm getting sleep in tick but my weight is down from this time last month which is huge i'm seeing what i can do on average so if you're down on average say i'm gonna pick a number out of my head and this is not a target for anyone i'm down say one pound in a month on average that's a pretty big success like if you got a pound of butter in your hand it's quite a lot of butter. it's quite a it's quite a bit decent amount we need non-scale victories in there so weight loss is what your scale says fat loss is your body composition your your kind of your muscle mass and kind of going from there so if this episode has made sense message me if this message has made sense share the podcast if this message has made sense tag me ask me a question dm me whatever it may be if you want to work with me on a one-to-one basis and come across and work on these and navigate these things pop me a DM or click on the link in the bio, okay? And we can book in a free call and I'll be opening up the Female Fat Loss uh, program in a little while, um, just once things settle down a little bit. Wanna get the, the the current crowd, the amazing current team that we have in there at the minute, I wanna get them set up properly uh, before I kind of open up another one and make sure that my one-to-one clients are being looked after as well. And then if you, so keep an eye on that. So if this episode's helped you, share it, tag it, twist it, bop it, whatever you need to do. So we have the weight loss difference. Weight loss is what the scale says. Fat loss is your body composition, your measurements, your inches, your fat percentage. What's what's better? It's probably a combination of the two, but fat loss, a lower body fat percentage can help with health markers and stuff like that if someone's coming from an obese background, okay? Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please do share it.